The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Okay. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Today is the 16th of December, 2018. Um, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this first. I've been reading this quite a bit because I, we got the great Steve Cotter coming in here momentarily, and Steve and I have talked about a lot of this stuff offline. We have talked about it on shows, too. Um, Next year, more so than ever, this is going to become mighty prevalent for what I'm dabbling in. And I don't mean dabbling like once in a while. Um, I'm doing some reconnecting. I am doing things that I never thought was possible. And I'm going to get into explaining this more and more and more. But I'm going to read a short excerpt out of Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. If you haven't read this book, I would tell you to go out and buy it when you hear this show. This show will be up tomorrow. Go right out and purchase it or call Amazon. I don't care. Better off, go to a bookstore. It's more fun. Here it is. Your subconscious mind can feed upon random thoughts, upon thoughts of defeat or upon thoughts of success and riches. The choice is yours. The results can make you or break you. Think about how many people out there are broken. And I mean broken. That would be a book i get started with. There's many more. Um, I'm going to talk about rereading them over, over, and over, and what I'm listening to and all that. Um, this is going to change the DNA within you. I, and I got a ton to tell you, but that's next year. And I'm only going to do so much because I'm going to be putting products out. Um, we share an awful lot of information here for free. Um, I don't mind helping out, but the days of just giving, giving, giving are over. Um, and I hear people say, well, you used to do all that. Well, you wouldn't believe the stuff I'm doing here at FBC out in the training place. Holy cannoli. Um, and we're going to get into that with John McKean next year too, and some others. So big things coming and if you want things to happen for you you're the one that needs to go out and start doing it and i'm going to really be harping on that more and more next year um stand up take a deep breath through your nose out through your mouth and repeat after me i am a winner i am a champion i am an overcomer why because that's the way you speak to yourself that's the tone that's the way you start retraining yourself you become as Mickey would say in Rocky, a very dangerous person. And I mean in a very positive way, too. If you want the things in life that you read about and people you admire that, you know, oh, my God, look how much they're worth and all this. I wish I could do that. There's no wishing in this. You go out and you start building your empire from within. And it's a lot of work, but, man, oh, man, you talk about gratifying I wouldn't go back to any of the stuff I did before. Never. Because I know what's coming here. So you got to stay with it and be a very positive, interesting uh, person that 
You go after stuff, people you admire, go out and start reading about them. Start listening to them. That's how you get started. So we'll talk more about that as we go on. Also, go out to uh, FiorelloBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champions, Inc. There's a product right there that will change your life. And I'm not kidding you when I say that. We, I still do a ton of the stuff that's on there out at the FBC Steel and Stone Yard. But it's like everything. It's not easy stuff. Um, you might have to have somebody teach you initially, but I still think you're the best teacher. Um, and one thing I've harped on real hard for quite a while is the only way, in my opinion, you're ever going to get good is you got to go off on your own, whether it happened to me by the people I was training with, they didn't want anything to do with what I was doing, or you just take, as my pop says, the bull by the horn, horns. So that's something else to think about. Also, too, investment and motivation and muscle in Fiorello Barbell Company. It's on uh, FiorelloBarbellCo.com, $25.50, and there's something with each one that I'll work with you, Okay. $25 over a span of a year is nothing. 50 is nothing. 100 is nothing. If you go out and look, and I'm sure Steve can verify it too, most people that got either established podcast shows that do very well financially or are on their way up like we are, they charge. They charge subscription rates. Now, I know it's not a ton of money, but see, they're not going to give you anything. All right, I don't believe in that. I believe that you come in here, invest, and buy the product and do well like that. So that's how we uh, look at things. Also, too, go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Go out and look at all the shows Steve and I have done over the last three years. Phenomenal. And phenomenal material. I mean, you go out and listen to each one of the shows Steve and I have done. And go out and listen to them again and again and again. You're going to get a gold nugget with every show. I guarantee you that. I know more and more people have told me they go out and listen to the very, very early shows. Same thing. Okay? Yep, we've got a lot of great people on here. I wouldn't have it any other way. But there's stuff all over the place. There's no reason you can't learn and build your craft the way you want to do it. So check all that out. Also, sign up for a free newsletter at MotivationMuscle.com. That goes right out to my MailChimp account. And you know you're always going to get content here. Another big investment, invest in advertising here. I think we've got two potential people right now um, I've talked to in the last few days. We need a lot of people coming in. You don't necessarily have to be doing what we do here. I mean, you know, we're always looking for recovery products. You know, I don't care if you're the hardware store down the street. If you're legit and you're truthful and you are good to people, we want you here. And I'll work with you in any way we can. If you live in the Albany, New York area or New York in general, I'll come and meet you face to face. So my phone number is on the website on motivationmuscle.com. Give me a call. I'd love to work with you. I guarantee you success on both ends. Also, to our um, YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Company, real men, real strength, real power. And on that note, I am going to give you some information on Steve because what happened was, um, well, maybe it is here. Let's see. I'm trying to think because I had to reboot. We're, we're having some um, 
internet issues as usual on both ends it looks like now so uh the only way we could start recording the show was we had i had to go on my end and bring everything back up and i'm waiting right now to get out to here we go motivation and muscle and um let me make sure this is right okay for more than 30 years steve has promoted body mind fitness around the world through martial arts, qigong, mobility, flexibility, and kettlebell training, and all via IKFF educational courses. You know what I mean? So this is another thing. Here we go. I had something else come in. All right. Steve works tirelessly to share the power of kettlebell far and wide, and his efforts to teach his art form has globally impacted the growth and popularity of kettlebell training. On that note, Steve, welcome back. It's always an honor, sir. Um, sorry for the delays. We had them on both ends, but you're here now. And uh, welcome back and give out any info I missed, uh, websites, et cetera, et cetera. Thank you. Thanks, Eric. And yes, sir. thank you guys for tuning in. Um, my YouTube channel is the IKFF channel. So that's a good place to look, as well as the website, the IKFF.com. And it's nice to be today with you. It's nice to have you back, brother. It's been way too long. And this has been happening with a lot of people that were on here. Um, like we had Logan Christopher. He hadn't been on in almost a year. Kara Shaw hadn't been on in almost a year. It's just, you know, people got things going on in their life. And, you know, I told Steve he knows a lot of the background stuff here. I don't have the time like I used to. So every day, it always did, but it counts even more now. And you got to do that with your own life. We're going to talk about a number of things. We're going to start off with fathers and sons a little bit. As everyone knows, if you've been listening, yesterday was my uh, dad's anniversary when we lost him to cancer. And it seems like a lifetime ago. And Steve is back into the martial arts heavily and a thing I, I love, this is going to be a lot of fun to talk about. You know, we get into this stuff. It's the same way outside with me with the stones and the rack and every element you're dealing with. And, you know, you might have some stuff going on on the outside that you don't want to bring in with you. And you're in there and, you know, you're having great days. And as I said to Steve, other days where it feels like your heart just got pushed through your nuts. And I'm not kidding when I say that, but... I want to talk about fathers and sons because Steve is training, his son is training with him now, which is, you know, if I had a son, I, I tell you right now, it would be the greatest day of my life to have him side by side with me out in that weight room or out lifting the bags or the stones or whatever and building stuff. But I'm going to start off. Yesterday, December 15th, was my father's anniversary. Um my father was a very hard-nosed Italian guy. You know, he had five children, he and my mom. And we all know, if you don't know the story, of my brother Jimmy. Jimmy was born with muscular dystrophy, Duchenne, deadliest form, deadliest form. Could walk initially as he got a little bit older. I think around six or seven, he started stumbling and falling. At that point, he was wheelchair bound to the day he passed away. And I was saying, I was talking to um, a friend of mine yesterday, you know, not on the radio, obviously. And I said to him, I said, 
the pressure my mother and father had to be under all the time was I, I, I don't know. They never showed it, but it had to be unrelenting, knowing that, you know, their son wasn't going to see 18 years old, maybe even less. And I know one thing, because I've said it before, I've said it to my mother too. If dad and you didn't take such good care of him, he probably would have passed away three, four, five years later. They had incredible support for muscular dystrophy. And obviously, Jimmy, there was nothing wrong with him mentally. And he could be matriculated. We we all went to Catholic schools, put it that way. But my father, you know, he was... was, um, he was a rough dude, loving. You knew you loved him. You always had a, a protected home, food on the table. You know, there's gangs of kids over here because the house is just huge, and it was good. But my father was a tough nut, and being the oldest, he was very hard on me a lot. And I probably deserved a lot of it, too. You know, father, sons, you butt heads, the alpha male whole thing. But I never went through life, and my father wasn't a touchy-feely guy. He wasn't a guy that's going to tell you he loves you just for the hell of it. When he said it to you, you knew it. And I'm the same way. You know, I get crushed in relationships with women a lot. You know, we'll go out on three dates, maybe less. Next thing you know, the girl's telling you she loves you. I don't say it. And it's like it's a point of contention with a lot of women. See, I think when you say words, words have power. I don't think a lot of people realize how powerful your words are. When I tell you I love you, I really love you. I don't say it for any other reason, all right? Now, with the nieces and nephews, it's not very hard to say, you know, I love you. They just bring the best out of you. And they love you unconditionally. You know, I mean, I said yesterday, my niece, Maggie, her name's Madeline. She's in sixth grade. She had the highest grade point average through the whole sixth grade 97.8 and she probably is pissed because she didn't have 100 then my mother tells me last night they had this massive spelling bee i don't know how far it went through the area here she came in second place and lost to an eighth grader with one word and i'm like holy cow this is the kid that i tell i tell everybody she can do handstand push-ups like you've never seen in your life. She can fall into a wrestler's bridge. She beats the crap out of the guys with the whole school in racing. This is what I'm getting at, everything. And I am bragging because it deserves to be bragged about. Your environment, your surroundings, who you associate with, and what you hear can promote you or devastate you the rest of your life and this is a kid that is so fortunate to have the circle of people that love her like that i mean and she deserves every kudos i gave her but getting back to my father a lot of things when you're a kid you don't understand you know my father was on my ass a lot and and i was a real rebellious kid and i don't know if it was because of all the shit going on or what but I I talk about, you know, at the end of the show when I say be a leader, not a follower, and all the other things my mom and I were talking about with him yesterday. I I went down the cemetery very early. I'm one of the few, and I will get to you, Steve, but I just want to finish this this thought. I went down the cemetery early, and, you know, I hear from people, well, they're not there. Jimmy and my father are there. Eventually, my mother passes away. That plot will be filled, okay? And I went down 
And I talked to my father like he was standing right in front of me. And I said hello to my grandmother and Jimmy and John Ridge and a few of the other people there who I miss dearly. I I miss the hell out of them. And my father, I know, would have said to me, I, you know, I'm glad you mourn and you mourned and you love your father. But you know what, son? I'm very proud of what you're doing, and I'd give you a boot in the ass if you didn't keep going. And you just sat there and pined and pined and said, what if and why? Um, and I could keep going, but Steve, take it away, brother. Uh, fa- the father, son, and also the daughter is different, but yep. the uh, the relationship between the child and the parent is, um, I think, the fundamental part of society, along with the obviously the relationship between the parents. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the inner core of the tribe right there. So yep. um, I believe civilization is expanded upon based on the familial you know the, the family is the yep. the family is one of the you know in, in the martial art my system the hibero jiu-jitsu our our emblem is the six blades and uh the family is is in the top position mm-hmm. you know it, it's kind of the, the our interpretation of the bushido of the warrior's code um so that's our opportunity for legacy yeah you know, as a parent It's our opportunity to, and, you know, a a loving parent can only want their child to grow beyond whatever my level is, whatever I'm able to achieve or succeed. I want my children to be able to, to go beyond that. And, you know, so for me, the the martial art is, is one of the greatest um, exposures that I can provide to my son. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, especially at his age, because um, very few ways where you can really learn about yourself yep. more and deeply than when faced with battle, when when faced with conflict. And it, it's not, you know, to perceive if you if you look at martial art or, you know, sometimes you smash and sometimes you get smashed. Oh, yeah. And. You know, um, I like both. I like to smash, but I also enjoy when I'm getting smashed because with you. Yep. that's an opportunity for me to learn. That's an opportunity for me to be conscious of my breathing, yep. to, to reinforce the, the confidence and the relaxation, to trust that, you know what, situation is not good right now. I'm, I'm in a disadvantageous position, but... It doesn't mean that it's over. It doesn't mean that I can do something, you know. So um, really what it is, it's just an opportunity to learn about yourself. And we use the the tribe. We use the the community to help each other learn about ourselves. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Exposing that to a young person that, you know, is still forming, is, is still malleable, not only physically, but in the worldview. Um, the exposure is very important because that sets the tone for the direction that, you know, that he's going to go in his life. It, mm-hmm. it, and and the martial, you know, the martial art is for everybody because it's the martial and it's the art. And yep. 
we have to cultivate the holistic. Uh, what, what I believe is we are, you know, we are both the, the beast and the God all mm-hmm. intertwined within the DNA. We are light and darkness. And, you know, some educational ideas, some ways of viewing the world is like, you know, good, bad, and avoid the bad, and we go for the good. But having that viewpoint actually distorts the life for us because how do you define the good and the bad? Like, is the sun good and the rain is bad? Like, where do you draw the line? Yeah. And what what I, you know, what I've come to accept, what I've come to, uh, I guess the viewpoint is one of acceptance where I, I accept what's in front of me. I accept what is what is real, what is present. Yep. And it's not always, you know, it's not always sunshine and, and lollipops. Like no. it's, there's also struggle. Yeah. And the struggle is real. And, and that struggle is an internal struggle essentially. So, you know, the father son relationship, it, it's a way that it gives us a chance to do it again. It mm-hmm. gives us a chance to, you know, it's not like as a dictator, like that's his life. You know, he's an individual and I, I can't set the path like you have to do this or you have to do that. Maybe when he was younger. Now he's a, he's 15. So he's yeah. a yeah. he's a boy, but he's also a man. He's kind yep. of in the middle. He's a he's a young man. Yep. And, you know, he's old enough that I'm he's not an infant where I'm changing his diapers. So it's not like you have to do what I tell you anymore. Right. You know, it's. It's more like, what do you want to do? And just try to provide life life lessons based on experience. But in the martial art now, it's, you know, now I throw, he's, he's stepping into the cage. And, yep. you know, the dad has to step back and just observe and let him figure it out. Let him, you know, let him get the bumps and the bruises and the sprains and the, you know, and, and whatever trauma comes with that. And that's part of the process of learning about ourselves and then how ultimately it's how we deal with conflict. Mm -hmm. It's how we deal, you know, it's not how we behave when everybody's getting along. It's not how we behave at the social. It's how we behave in private. It's how we behave when we are in the position of dominance. Yep. I I believe that in business and, and, you know, being in business for myself for, for quite a number of years now for, you know, two decades right. uh, or more. Um, everybody, you know, if, if you're together for a weekend seminar or for a day or a phone call, everybody's going to be, you know, the great guy. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going to yeah. say cool things and be friendly and, you know, shake your hand. You're going to have a nice meal. But the character reveals slowly over time. Yep. And start seeing patterns and it's, you know, as the saying goes, when the mice, when the cat's away, the mice will play. Yep. You know, you and I discussed this offline earlier today when, when we, when we were just yeah. catching up, um, yep. you see this a lot in the digital, in the digital space. Yep. And we're all, we're all involved in the digital space, but like you and I, we're not digital guys. We're guys right. that are in the movement and we need the digital to get the word out yep so we have to we have to interact with the digital tech people but and and this is not to discount a whole community but there seems to be a, a very strong preponderance within the 
the digital space, the webmasters, the online yep. marketers, where it's a lot of bullshit, where there's a lot of promises and they say all the right things and all the keywords that, you know, guys like you and me who are intelligent, but we might be kind of, at least at the beginning, we're kind of infants when it comes to understanding the tech world because we, oh, yeah. we're not brought up that, right? We're not, yep. we're not, we don't go to school for that. So, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to optimize your, you know, your search <laughs> engines and I'm going to give you yep. the keywords and all the, you know, and, uh, you know, the analog, I'm going to, I'm going to put in <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. I, I, yeah, read yeah. That. I heard about yep. that. And, yeah. You know, then it's like, oh, I'm going to need, you know, $6,000 up front. There you go. You, yep. you, re- you know, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, I'm going to take the leap, a leap of faith. And I, I need it because I need to grow and it's not working where I'm at. And then before you know it, now you're, you're short 6,000 and now you get a hold of the guy, right? Like, <laughs> yep. How many times? Yep. How many times? <laughs> Who, who's that sound familiar to? Right? Se- se- <laughs> like, se- seven times for me, Steve, 35 grand. You know, so, so in yeah. the in the martial in the martial art, that doesn't exist. Nope. Not if it's a real. I'm not talking about jumping around, throwing you know, spinning cook, spinning kicks in the air, and you know, yeah. the death touch where where the master touches the student and he falls down. I'm not talking <laughs> about the focus, focus. I'm talking about the real shit. Yeah. I'm talking about the real shit where there's impact. Yep. And it's like somebody's getting smashed. If you if you know if you zig when you should have zagged, yeah. there's a consequence. Yep. <laughs> And so, you're not. It, it's not like the movies where they hit them and they with a roundhouse or whatever, and they get up. I'm like, yeah, okay. You know what I mean? It's like you and I both know. You get hit with a shot. Chances are you're going down, and you might not get back up. It's very unrealistic. Some of the things out there. I didn't mean to cut you off either. But, no, no. But but you know what? You know that's what. Well, you know, getting back to like with my father too, and you know, you were married to an Italian woman. Um, my father. You know, they all grew up in the north end of Boston, man. I mean, they were intense people. My father yes. was a very intense guy. But I'm glad because I've got that. I've got that Italian like insanely in me. Fire. And and I and I and I've said I've said this a million times. I even said it on a show cuz you know, everyone's always talking about intentions and 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 what do you see in all this? And I don't usually get real personal, but I've already said, my wife, I've already said, if I get married, I'll marry an Italian with long, beautiful, flowing red hair named Alessandra. And I can tell you exactly, five foot nine, 108 pounds, and I'm not going to get into the rest of the anatomy, all right? That's what I've conjured up in my mind for the last year. And chances are, if the law, law of attraction works, I'm going to end up meeting this woman somewhere at some time. Probably just like a rep. But, you know, the, the point of the matter here is, you know, when you're talking about your son in martial arts and, you know, you and I have talked so many times about stone lifting and all that. There's a couple things I said on one show, Steve. Not that long ago, I was outside and... The lifting was going great with the stones, and I had done some stuff in the in the power rack and all that prior. And it was windy that night, and it was pretty cool out. It was probably 39, but not unbearable at all, and I'm used to it. And I just stood there with no motionless and just let that wind rip through me. And 
I wasn't trying to think of anything, but what I was thinking about is what is coming through me right now and taking from me and giving me back. And people are like, what the hell does that mean? I'm like, because there's more to what we do, what I do, than than going out and popping a rock off the ground or, as you would say, getting slammed to the ground, which has happened Many, many times, and it's going to happen many, many more times. And today, it's freezing out. I was out training this morning. Freezing rain coming down with all kinds of crap in it, and there I am out in that driveway just lifting and squeezing a stone to death. I couldn't even see at some points. Now, most people say to me, are you out of your mind? You go out and stand in that stuff and do it. You don't get it. Now, number one, I'm not going to take unnecessary chances. If it was real dangerous, and it was, I mean, it was slippery as hell. Would I do it? I don't know. I probably still would do it. Why? Because I have this, not only a commitment, but I love being tested. I like to see if I can go out and can I make the mark today? Can I, what am I going to take from this? What am I going to conjure up? What kind of creative juices is this going to have within me? I can tell you this, before I came out there, I hit my head twice on the buffalo bar loading it today. You want to talk about pissed? Pissed. Why? I don't know. Once, that happens once in a while, but twice in the same workout, and I was paying attention to everything, I just came up twice fast, and bang! I was like, holy cow. My whole point of the matter with all this stuff is the ability to go out and do something that, to me, what I do, and I'm sure you think the same way with what the martial arts and the kettlebells to you, it's a very magical thing. And I know it's not for everyone. I'm not telling you if you want to go out and do it and start with a sandbag or a kettlebell. I don't care. But the point is, I always say, you got to put one foot forward and start moving again, okay? But the point of the matter is, to be able to go out and do this stuff is, to me, it's an honor. It's an honor. And to be able to live another day and come in and talk about it, you got to remember one thing that will always stick in my mind is Jimmy in that wheelchair. I have these vivid things at times where I can see him there just smiling no matter what. And I and and I just think, think back and say, damn it, man, the guy never complained. Never I never heard him complain. And boy, if anybody had a right to complain, you talk about getting kicked in the head every day. Whatever he derived within him, it's like you could you could I, I wish you I wish I could have bottled it. Literally. I mean, my God, man. And he survived, and obviously he passed away. But that's what I'm saying when I go out and back there. It's such an honor to be able to do that. Yeah, Steve was right. Get your face slammed in. And I'll tell you, I've had my face slammed in more than I haven't. But the idea is, like I said the other day, I've been sucker punched so much. All I want to do is get back up and drive you back even further. And I know you're going to come back and get me again. But that's the idea of how you can take and further your life. And see, most people don't want to take that type of mental anguish, of the physical anguish. of and, and I hate to say it, 
a lot of people just don't have any type of spiritual belief in their life. You know, I've talked about belief, belief, belief. Most people are not going to believe in you. You've got to believe in yourself unconditionally, and you've got to do the things needed, whether people like you or not. Get off of that thing with with being popular in high school. It's not going to work for you anymore. If you're worried about public opinion, and we know most people are, why aren't you starting a business? Well, because this one said I'd fail, or why do you want to do it? And more people don't live their life or their dreams because of other people. And I know it for fact because I know what's been said to me and still said to me. It's not going to stop me because you've gone over that hump and you have the confidence and the discipline and that deep-seated belief. And I've said before, only an act of God is going to kill me from completing both of these business in the multi-million dollar companies and a national radio show. Because like with what Steve and I are talking about today, not only adults need to hear this, but children of all ages need to hear this stuff. This is the stuff they should be absorbing. You know, phones and all that, that's great whatever you want to do with it, but there comes a cutoff point where, you know what, maybe not seven days with the phone, how about maybe I join martial arts, and I even go for one day to get started and see what happens, or how about I learn how to lift an Olympic bar and start doing some things like that, or a sandbag, or gravitate into a stone, or maybe I just learn how to walk and get the hell off the couch and get going, it's all yours, brother. Yes, the um, the need to invest in uh, in ourself and in our education it is a it's not a dying art but it's increasingly rare yeah. and um, we exist in a time when the prevalence of technology is so dominant. And we have, you know, the, the marketing is so much attention on hacking. We're going to hack this and hack that and biohack and all these shortcuts. And I think, you know, a balance, there is some validity in certain kinds of hacking. Like, like don't go the long way if you can go, if there's a short way, like, you yeah. know, shortest distance between two points, a straight line. So don't make it harder than it needs to be. But I also think that, there's too much interest in hacking and there's not enough respect for the, you know, the tried and true method, yeah, you know, traditional. whatever you want to call it, the, the 10,000 yep. hour rule. Yep. yep. And I see that there's a big disconnect with the millennial generation where they think everything's a hack. So you have these, Oh, I'm a world champion in six months of, yeah. Listen, if you've been training for six months and you're a world champion, it ain't a it ain't a real world championship. Because I'm not talking about like, yeah, I went to some competition in Huntsville, Alabama, and there was seven people signed up, and I had to fight one guy, you know. And now yeah. I'm the world champion. Like, if you're gonna call yourself a world champion, then that's because you beat the best in the world. Yep. Like, where's all the best people? And go where they're competing and compete against them and, and beat those guys. Now you are a real world champion, not yep. some, you know, because like, you know, I've been playing with the kettlebells for a long time. It's not my main sport, but, um, you know, I, I, I play in the sport sometimes. I, I do a lot with the teaching and the fitness and the movement. 
you know, actually what I do is the martial art of kettlebell training. It's the martial art. But, you know, like I could, with my skill set and my experience, I could go to a competition. I could lift a, a 16 kilo and a, or a 20 kilo and I could sweep the division and I could win a world championship, but I would never profess to be a world champion because right. unless you're lifting the, the 32s and beating, you know what I mean? Like, so yep. there's this there's this element in the younger millennial generation that's all about getting to the finish line quickly. And I don't really value that because no. I value the struggle. I, I want to, you know, I want to be smashed. Yeah. I, I want you to try to smash me, yep. you know, and I know that if you're giving me your all and I can figure out how to resolve that, how to, how to crack that nut or how to, you know, turn that disadvantage into an advantage. Now I have that training lasts you the lifetime because that's, yeah. it doesn't get more real than that. And this is, you know, we're, we're at that point with the merging of the, you know, what Ray, Ray Kurzweil coined the, the term of the singularity. Yep. And it's no longer a futuristic. And we've talked about this in, in different conversations. Um, you know, like it's no longer like a futuristic concept that we only see in the sci-fi movies where the machine merges with the man it's yep. now yeah. it's in this time and you know the the uh leader the thought leaders in this in this space they talk a lot about the year 2030 mm -hmm. as being the predicted singularity so we're about a decade away yep depending on the prognostications you know we don't know exactly but at the current rate of exponential growth with, with artificial intelligence and robotics and computation, um, you know, like, like Amazon is the first big scale company that we know, like Amazon is replacing workers with right. robots. Right. And we know that probably in the next year or less, or, you know, certainly over the next three to five years, Starbucks, for example, you're not going to talk to a barista now. You're going to talk to a robot, and the robot's going to make your latte for you. Yep, yep. And across all the industries eventually to where now that you don't have a job working for, for Ford or Chevy assembling parts because there's machines that do it more effectively and cheaper. So what is happening is there's going to be an increasingly growing class of unemployed people. Oh, yeah. And – you know, and so out of that, there's going to be a universal income where, you know, because now it's like, oh, I used to be a manual labor, but there's no manual labor work because the right. manual labor, you know, and what is going to happen when, okay, all of us are like, we all have smartphones and most of us probably get really tired of having to, oh, fuck, it's the battery's dying and I got to find a plug and. Oh, there's no, there's no outlet. And, you know, so now I got to carry around all these fucking things. And, you know, like we are, we are not, not only is the phone going to be inserted into the body. Yeah. We're going to pay for it. We're going to yep. ask them to do it because for our convenience, we've, we've been raised in a consumer society where it's about convenience. And it's like, what, why should I hassle with all these wires and cables and plugs when I can, you can just insert a chip into wherever my hand, 
And now I don't have to, you know, and, and I'm going to pay you to do it. <laughs> you know, well, well, I, yeah. think that's, I think that's that's a reality. And so I guess what I'm saying by bringing that up is how is that going to look? Is it that the machine is going to dominate? Is it that there's going to be a war between the man and the machine and the man is going to win out? Or is there going to be a hybrid where we're part man, part machine? Like, you know, it could play out in different scenarios. Or is there going to be a resistance like oh, yeah. Terminator? Yeah. You know, is there going to be where some of us, guys like you and me, maybe a lot of the people listening were like, fuck that, man. I ain't getting that chip. I'm like, with fuck you. that. Well, you know that's why. Well, that's why I was just—that's why I was just going to ask you. Where, where, where are we? Where are we going? That's the whole well, thing. We hear about, we hear about China because it's cool. We can talk yeah. about China media, but we don't hear about the shit going on here. Right here. Right? right. But you know, let's just say in China now, China is, you know, purported to be the the country with the most cameras of yep. any. China eventually, though, it's. Maybe not the entire country in the western, you know, but certainly in the in the central and eastern and, and the, the cities, it's all everything is recorded constantly where you can't even. And there's there's been like reports of like where, OK, OK, Eric, we're watching you. We see you and then we're going to turn it off for two hours and you can disappear. Yep. And then turn it on in two hours, and they're going to be able to locate you in less than 30 seconds because of facial recognition, algorithms, exactly. and all this stuff. So in China right now, they, they did in one city, Hangzhou, and I think by, by 2020, so let, you know, just over a year from now, it's going to be nationwide. There's already a system in place where now the cameras are recording our behaviors 24-7. Yep. Based on your behaviors, you can be docked. There's already like I think several hundred thousand people. They're denied boarding. Like you go to the airport, oh, you can't fly because you have a negative behavior rating. And <laughs> I don't know exactly what the behaviors are, but maybe spitting up, spitting in a in a subway, right? Okay, or maybe right. you're maybe you're a discourteous driver, or maybe you didn't, you know, maybe you did something. Whatever, whoever determines the behavior, I'm not really sure that the government obviously will determine that. And, you know, but basically you show up and now you can't make a transaction like right. I'm resisting the machine. So I can't fucking go to the store and buy food because there, there is no go. cash. Yep. And I'm not in the system because I'm not participating. So now we have an underground where we have to, you know, so how is that going to lay out exactly? And I don't think any of us have the answer. Nope. But I guess the the point of bringing it up is that we're going to have to, as individuals, we have to reconcile how we fit into this the the greater ET, the the uh, you know the the information technology, the IT, and the ET is <laughs> the E is the energy, and yeah. you know we we are part of it. We are part of the like. We are not separate from the machine. We are not. We are machines, but we are also man. Yeah, flesh. And it's like, yep. Yes, and, and we have emotions and we have feelings, and now there's these. It's a fucking bizarre, crazy. Like there's brothels, <laughs> there's whorehouses yeah. opening up with robots yeah. that are human-like, and there's yeah. reports of people that actually prefer the robot yep. to the real, like. 
the corruption is is real shit. Like, yeah. You know, and now apparently there's reports of now there's going to be the same for women where there's male robots who are more sympathetic to their needs and more sensitive. And, you know, you can program all the things like I wish my my man was more like this. Right. And you can program right. it. And what? it looks like a man. And, <laughs> but it's yeah. a robot. And, yeah. versa. and, you know, so how is that all going to play out? And what, where does where do you stand on that? I think I know your answer because yours is probably similar to mine. But yeah, you know it's Steve like... too. But but you know what it is it, it, it's it's really a symptom all through society because if you look down at, if you really listen to what's going on in the way people behave and, and the and the way they want things done and they and we talked about I want it now and all these things to me. The stuff we do is, well, I feel at this point, especially right now for me with a lot of the things that are going on, I feel right now I need to have my senses as as good as I'll ever get. I need to have a standards and a belief system which is unstoppable. And physically, I feel I have to, and I, I, I this, this could be, conjecture or whatever because most people say no i feel right now that i need to be able to run through a, a wall if i had to and i've had people we've gotten in these discussions and they're like well don't you like technology you, you know your show's techno i said there's a difference all right you know when you talked about these robots and brothels okay you know i i think i even said on one of our earlier shows you know these clown guys and i'm sure there's women too you know they're like well, I want all this artificial intelligence because I'm not going to get hurt and, you know, basically I can get laid whenever I want. That will be the day I'll stick my, my whatever in uh, some type of robotic woman or something that's made in a, in a rubberized type factory. I don't care how good they look. The, the thing is, I feel... Humanity. If I lost my humanity that way, I don't. I I know me. I couldn't live with myself. I would probably leap off a building or something because we're wired differently. We're not wired to have our arms around something artificial or robotic and and say, you know, I love you. It, that's not it. I don't care who you are because sooner or later, you know. But sooner or later. Those things that have gone through evolution are going to start coming up. What I see now with people, especially Steve, they want to bury all these things, all that type of feeling, that that love, that genuine love for somebody because they're like, oh, I'm going to get hurt. Well, you know what? We've all been hurt. We've all. So what? You want to hold hands with a robot? Come on. Huh? Part of the deal. Pain yeah, is, but the whole thing pain is and pleasure, man. It, it's side by side, so look, look, you can't, can't have one without the other. No, that's what I was just going to say. You can't lose one and think you're going to gain on the other. This is why I love physical culture so much. Like I talked about a little while ago, standing out there and letting that wind, that cold air, go right through me and not even Mixed moving. Culture, not mo- it is martial art. It's the same because the martial yep. is the physical. The yep. art is the culture, yep. and at the end of the day, we have different art forms and directions. Yep. But yep. you are you are honing, you are sharpening the blade, yeah. you are sharpening the blade, and at the same time, you are developing the intellect 
because sometimes we have to be gentle and other times we have to be rough. Yeah. And it's that balance and it's the discipline is the it's the D C line. It's the it's the line. Absolutely. The discipline is the line and you need to be able to see the line in order to navigate, in order to, you know, this fucking crazy fast-pacing world where there's all these potential outcomes and depending on the direction you go and you know um the media the media is is so imposing oh yeah upon the formation of consciousness and there needs to be a detachment and that's where the physical culture whether it's the martial art which is the near and dear whether it's the lifting the fucking massive stones and bending the iron like you do yep yep at the end of it it's it's a personal journey towards the cultivation of the warrior spirit that is a, a component of who we are. We are we built the wall, we built the kingdoms to keep the beasts away. Yep. But the problem is we are still we are animals. We're not separate from them. We separated ourselves from the animals. Yep. And then we have the domestic you know, dogs are basically like people because yep. they're not Wolves are not dogs. Nope. Nope. <laughs> you know, they they can remove, and you know, but but the point is, is like we created this these kingdom through our civilizations where we're basically safe from the wild beast, but yeah. we mistakenly been led to believe that we are separate and somehow different. We are not. We no. are. No. Nope. Go to like North Sentinel Island. Yeah, like they're animals, right? They're they're not yeah, yeah. civilized. That's what we would be like if if you were dropped in fucking to a you know Tarzan of the Apes or whatever. <laughs> yep, yep. You know, so we we we're adaptable. We can adapt to behaviors, but it doesn't change fundamentally a component of who we are. Is we're just basic, basic animal, and you have to. You can't let the animal take over. You can't let the beast, because then the beast knocks over the fucking kettle, and now the yep. whole village burns down. So you can't let the the young lion come in right away, because he's going to fuck everything up, because he's too young right. and inexperienced to have the discipline to, you know. But at the same time, you can't deny either and try to pretend like you're something you know, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, this holy person, this spiritual person, and I don't have any. No, because sometimes you need to feed the beast, and and yeah. it just has to be, you know, in the right time, in the right place, and that's what the physical culture enables us to do. It enables us to, to develop both sides, the balance, to where the the physical and the martial allows us to. To come face to face with the warrior and, yeah. and fight and fight, but the art allows us the ability to grow and expand and think of the of the distant worlds where we're going, we're heading towards where, where everything is, you know, where I can relax and I can sleep and I can hold my child and yep. you know kiss my my mate and all this stuff. And yep. um, that's that's the that's the saving grace. That's the saving grace for humanity at this time. 
It is the physical culture because we are physical beings and no matter how much the tech. Right. And this is what techies need and this is what the techies don't lead because the techies are leading the way right now. Yep. But if you're just a techie and you don't have the physical, guess what? The machine's going to eat you. Dead. The machine's going to eat you and you have no, no possibility to fight back and defend yourself and preserve your lineage. Steve. So – they don't want to fight back, though. Okay, they're, no, they're... They, they think it's they want to live to be, you know, yeah. forever. I, I want to turn off that gene, the aging yeah. gene, and yep. I want to. Oh, hey, there's an arm that is five times stronger than my arm, and, yep. and will never stop working. So I'll just replace my arm with a robotic yeah, arm, without a doubt. What, no, thank but... you. No, just... thank you. Like I'm, I, I want to die. You know right. what I'm saying? I want to live. However long I'm supposed to live. Yep. And then when I when I'm done here, I'm ready to go somewhere else, I'm and I'm not you. afraid of that yep. shit. I yep. don't need to be 700 years older. Whatever it is, maybe it's maybe it's 80, maybe it's 100, maybe it's 150. I, I don't really care about the number. It's the experience. And you know, so I think the techies are afraid. They're afraid, and they want to use the tech to to cheat. Yeah, nature. cheat time. Yep. But you know what the and whole I think thing it's, is? It's you know, imbalanced. Well, you know what the whole thing is, too? We were talking about the guys, girls that are of our nature where, you know, we understand nature and we're learning and learning in the physical end. It could be a whole new world. It might be us that end up going against that and win because, to me, um, a thoughtless soul is still a thoughtless soul. I don't care if they're a robot or a human being. People I've met that are a lot like that have very little inside. They don't believe in anything. They don't believe in themselves. And if they could find something to cheat the system, they'll do it because that's how their thoughts are contrived. That's what they believe, and they don't believe in anything else, and they wouldn't take the chance. But it reminds me of one thing. Well, many things. When we talked about basically um, you get civilized. And to me, civil being becoming civilized is the death knoll because, you know, with that new Rocky movie out, Creed 2, I've been going through a lot of the older stuff and posting it. And Rocky 3, when he fought Clubber Lang, who was Mr. T, as everybody knows, when he challenged him, Mickey said to him, you know, if you're going to do this, you're doing it on your own, and he left. So he's back at the mansion there, and Rocky comes flying in. Why'd you do it? And Mickey's Mickey's uh, packing. And he said to him, um, this guy is, another, is just like every other fighter. And Mickey snaps on him and says, he's not like the other fighters. He's a wrecking machine, and he will kill you within three. I've had 10 title defenses. And he, and basically Mickey says to him, you know, um, you know, Rocky thought he was saying they were setups and he said, no, they were good fighters, but this guy's a killer. All right. And he sits down with them and they're talking where he said, you know, be like, it was a famous horse. You need to go out and stud, have kids, et cetera, et cetera. And Rocky's like, so you don't think I have anything? And he says, look, Two years ago, you had a cast iron jaw, and you couldn't be beat. But something happened to you that happens to so many other fighters, you became civilized. 
That's a, that was, I thought, one of the best lines in the in all of his movies. <clears throat> excuse me, in all of his movies for one reason. There's nothing wrong with changes in your life. You know, you get married, you give and take, and all that. But one thing I've always thought of in my own self. I don't want to become civilized, and I don't believe I am. You know, Steve made reference to we're like we're like on that little pendulum where we could go either way. We're still animals, yeah. okay? We're still animals. Yeah. But but here's one thing I pride myself off of because I've had people say this to me, Steve. They'll see me with my ne- nieces and nephews, like something will be going on at my sister's house, and that, you know, there's all different people there. And, the, the, you know, they say things here. I mean, I don't know what they mean. Well, I know what they mean, but to me it's kind of ignorant in some ways. Geez, I didn't know you were like that. And I was like, like what? And they're like, well, with the kids, you're you're so gentle with them, and, and you know, you go and do whatever they want to do. And I said, why would I be any other way with them? They're my flesh and blood, and I love them. But, see, they look at you because you're a weightlifter and – and, you know, you're not timid. And I'll give you an argument if you start with me. I might walk away because I don't really care anymore about it. What I care about now is not only the businesses and helping people, which I always have, but I'm on the mark of breaking through with myself like I've never been before. And I don't, there's a lot of things that used to matter to me that don't. A lot of things now. I'm not saying that I wouldn't do this, that, or the other thing. But as you begin to evolve inside, and the external world no longer has that type of grip around your throat, that's what I've been talking about. You would be amazed at what starts to go on with you. It's, It's like somebody opening you up, and you're like, why wasn't I thinking this way before? Or why wasn't I listening to this before? Or why wasn't I reading this before? Or why wasn't I writing about gratitude in my notebook every night? Or why didn't I get up in the morning and do this, this, and this? Well, here's what I'm going to tell you, folks. You can still do it. The other part of the thing, and I'll give it right to you, brother, is this. I like the aggression outside and inside my gym. I live for it. I love it. I love the feeling. You know, we talk about the DNA, and I always talk about the Hulk because a lot of times I equate gamma radiation running through my veins when I'm out there. Steven Santangelo, who's who's been on the show, a great friend of mine, he sent me some stuff, this one powder, and it was great because he'll always make some type of reference. And he says, you drink this every day, Eric, and you'll start to see your skin turn green. I was like, great. But the whole point of the matter is, you know, Steve was saying he likes getting slammed and slamming it back. I'm the same way. You get pissed off. Sometimes I'll say I quit. Never quit. I don't have it in me. And I love it too much because it is my DNA. It's like I say to people, you know, just because the barbell's not on my shoulders or the stone's not out in front of me, it doesn't mean I'm not carrying it around with me all the time. You can't separate it. That's what people don't understand. That gym and me are inseparable. I might not be in there, but it's on me and with me all the time. And when you can understand that about physical culture and yourself, 
the things you can do are just unimaginable, I'm telling you. But you have to break through. And I know in a technical world and with people being told constantly, it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. You know, they're this, that, and the other thing. You're not like that. Don't take a chance. You know, people say to me, take it easy, and you should see them look at me. I'll say, take a risk. They look at you like you got 15 heads. Here's another, and I'll give it right to you, brother. Here's one other thing. You want to try an experiment if you don't do it already. Anywhere you go, especially in the morning, if you go at, you know, 6, 7 in the morning, which I do a lot of times to do errands and things, everybody you see, say good morning to them. And say it with vigor. Don't just say good morning. Say good morning. I'll tell you right now, Nine out of ten will jump out of their damn skin. Why? Because most people don't talk to people like that. And usually they always say, well, good morning, like that. Look, how you speak to people, how you conduct yourself really matters. But all the stuff Steve and I are talking about with the gym, with the martial arts, with the stones, with everything, it matters because see how it goes right to your personal life, all of it? That's what I said. You can't separate the two. It's all yours, brother. Yeah. The, you know, I, I think that um, we've done this before. Yep. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, um, and w- one thing I believe, I continue to believe is, you know, we die alone. Yep. We were born alone. Yep. We die alone. And in between, that's that's where we have to form organization. We have to form uh, form you know tribes, network. There's different ways of saying it um, yeah. because you know, and that that's how that's how civilizations have been able to conquer and expand and create empires. It's through organization. Oh yeah. Because we have never been the dominant creature, you know, before the information technology, you know, the machine's going to be dominant now. But in previous times, it was, you know, the the Neanderthal, you know, the, the bigger, stronger. Yep. Um, the human, the homo sapien had to learn how to organize, yep. how to form networks because individually – we are not so strong. We, right. we all have our individual strengths, but part and parcel is we also have our weaknesses. So you have your strengths, yep. your skill sets. I have mine. Yep. You by yourself, because while we're focused on our strength, there's always somebody that's going to be throwing stones at you. There's always oh, yeah. somebody seen or unseen that's waiting for that opportunity, hiding in the shadows or whatever. That's waiting to just crack you over the back of the head when you when you least expect it. And, you know, you form alliances. And, you know, now I cover your weakness with my strength and you cover my weakness with your strength. And now now we form a unit and collectively we're able to be much more powerful than, you know. And so while I agree on one hand a lot of the most important work is alone. We have to go into our closet or we have to go into our cave or whatever. And you got to, you got to kind of suffer through the work. 
there's a lot to be said for that. And that's part of the development and the maturation of the individual. But at the same time, there's also a time and place when you got to come out of the cave yep. and you got to talk to people like, like we speak about a lot, the word it's very powerful and very important and, you know, um, form important alliances so that we can actually accelerate the, the progress, you know, and, and yep. moving forward, the physical culture is, it's our saving grace. It's our saving grace because we are, we are mind and body. We're yep. not just the mind and we're not just the body. We have to be intelligent warriors. And, you know, that information is necessary because there's a growing population of non-physical, <laughs> oh, non-physical yeah. humans yep. that would not be able to survive, you know, without being plugged into the machine. Yep. And that's the death. That's the death knell for the for the humanity is is to, you know, we need the warriors to help lead the way you know into the next phase whatever that's going to look like you yeah because yeah I, I think it's all good and we're going in the right direction but you know we we can't really control many things we can only control our our thoughts and mm-hmm. and, and and our actions based upon the thoughts but we can't really control the elements around us no i agree and, totally um, you know, so adaptability no. is the is the is the physical culture, the, the the ability to be hard or the ability to be soft at any given moment, and to be able to ride that wave. Oh yeah, I mean, we're just rooted. That's what it is, and it's like all this stuff. You know, Steve, myself, we'll never learn this in our lifetimes. This could take a billion lifetimes, but you know what? The way I look at it is, it's this ride has been enjoyable i can't imagine my life not ever doing this i i i don't know what would have happened but as i said i owe everything to my brother jimmy because the fear of muscular dystrophy is what drove me and um you know would i rather have him here with me right now absolutely but boy oh boy he did all his brothers and sisters a favor that he'll never know well i'm sure he knows because i talk to him all the time and um it's absolutely incredible how things can transpire and you know we talk about this especially steve and i a lot you know sit just sit some time and just be quiet you would be amazed what starts coming through your body your head everything but steve on that note summarize anything you want give out all your info i will give mine we'll sign off and we'll get ready for 2019 brother yeah, man, just much, uh, much love and respect to the fathers and the sons. Yep. Uh, as well as the the mothers and daughters and that, um, you know, that special relationship. Absolutely. Of, of providing the uh, the physical culture to the to the younger generation so that they can develop the comfort in the discomfort and the ability to overcome. Uh, difficulties and the, the self-discipline that comes from that internal reservoir of strength that mm-hmm. we gain with each session, each practice over time. Um, you know, so we celebrate that, the memory of, 
of your father Thank and you. his legacy and, you know, my son and, and what we have going on and, and just everybody out there that's, um, you know, that has that family, uh, yeah. that that love and connection to the family. That's that's the fundamental. And um, I think that without that, you know, it doesn't matter how much you can move. It doesn't matter how strong you are right now because on a, on a deep character level, <laughs> you're missing. The yeah, foundation. it means nothing. Yep. No, you're right. Yeah. You're totally it's, right. You know, it's uh, about respecting that and, um, you know, keep keep fighting, keep fighting for uh, for a better way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, give out your websites anyway. Anybody can get a hold of your brother, and then I'll uh, give my stuff out, please. Yeah, hit me up on um... – you know, Instagram. I'm not really. I'm still on Facebook, but I don't. I don't. I don't really like Facebook. I'm less and less. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely hit me out on. You know, hit me up on Instagram. It's Steve Steve Cotter IKFF. Website is ikff.com. YouTube channel is ikff channel. So those are the best ways to get a hold of me. Um, I'm doing seminars. Uh, actually, going to be out in Boston in March. Oh wow! Nice. A little bit really? north, north of Boston. Going to be out in Kingston. Okay. So we're going to try to get together uh, when I'm out there, brother. Yeah, but, I'd um, love to, yeah, man. Yeah, seminar. I'd love seminar, to. Seminar, uh, kettlebell training, mobility, uh, breathing breathing training, mental mental focus training, uh, flexibility. That's, that's what I'm out there doing. Awesome. Seminars in different parts of the globe. So anyone that's interested in learning more about me or, or checking out, you know, the services that I offer, uh, hit me up in one of those one of those channels. Okay, um, this is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio twenty four seven. Go out to Fiorello Barbell Co. and look at Winners and Champions, Inc. That is our premier product. We're going to have more in 19. Also, investing in both companies, um, that's called Prosperity Consciousness. There's a $25, $100. Go out and uh, give. I'm telling you right now, you've got some major, major material out there to look at and to keep listening to. Listen to what Steve and I have talked about today. You don't, there's not a lot of people out there doing this. I'm telling you right now. I don't care what names you throw out. I said, we've got more content than anybody out there. Also, too, um, go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Just go out and look at all the shows Steve and I have done. Um, this show will be up uh, tomorrow. I'm going to try to have it up as early as possible. I've got an early. Um, um, podcast with brand new gentleman, Karsten Jensen, if you know his name. He wrote for Milo Magazine for years, and he's from Canada. He sounds like a hell of a guy, and I've read all his articles. And when he contacted me, I was like, I know that name. So he'll be on here tomorrow at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, too, sign up for a free newsletter on MotivationMuscle.com. That goes right to my MailChimp account, and away we go. Also, invest in Motivation Muscle. Come on in and advertise with us. Um, The price is right, and stick with us, and I guarantee you we'll be around for at least 30 years. You're going to make some money, and I am too. And it doesn't necessarily have to be fitness. There's plenty of legit people that, you know, can advertise. So think about it. Come on in. 
Also, our YouTube channel, Fiorella Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. Um, if there's a show you'd like Steve and I to do, Fiorella Barbell at nightcap.r.com. We can do anything, so lay it out. Uh, also, we're on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. We're also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and an array of other things. You can get us in your car through AHA directory. That's uh, AHA. That's how they pronounce it. Um, if someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, five words can change your life forever. As my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. You don't know what people are going through. And a lot of times Christmas and Thanksgiving are hard times for people. You know, you lose loved ones. And some people are just walking around with a very heavy head. Uh, if you see that, say hello to people like I was saying with Steve. Say hello. Good morning. It doesn't hurt. It's two words. Think about that. Also, if you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, press it, pull it, squat it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. And the great Hoosa Steel Stone Crusher Stone says in blood red, domination. We are domination. We clear cut the path. We don't follow anyone. Dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. No one will ever clip our balls. And Russell Fur says... When I hear your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. It's more like a tidal wave now, brother, and it's getting taller and wider, so stay tuned. Frank Klein, my greatest business college professor. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Quitters never win. Winners never quit. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor, and John was like a father to me. Long after I met him, after my pop passed away, and we lost John four years ago, he'd walk every patient in the door and say, keep smiling. Try that on your best or worst day. I'm telling you right now, you will smile from ear to ear. Um, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred more of your friends we're coming because we won't kick your door and we'll blow the roof off your house. Join our family. Spread these podcasts because we need you and you need us. Um uh, Les Brown, you all have greatness in you, and we take it two steps further. We believe in you, and we got your back. And before I sign off with Steve, I read this all the time. It's very short. It's a poem by Steve Jack from the book of Stones and Strength, the late Steve Jack and the late Peter Martin. It's on the inverse stone, but this is a real parallel to life, I believe. Rest while you can. Enjoy each night you sleep in the mud. Cherish the blanket of highland grass. That until now has kept you warm and safe. For in a couple of moons, I'll be calling. Steve Jack. And as I said, Steve Jack had been on here a number of times. We lost him this year to pancreatic cancer. Talk about a blow for life in the strength community. Unbelievable. But if it wasn't for Steve, I truly believe I never would have touched a stone in my life. When I saw that DVD of him in Iceland, I believe it was in 93 or 94, that changed my life forever. And not many people have that type of pull on me to go there twice. So, like so many people, I thank you. Um, they don't come in your life a hell of a lot. Very lucky. Very, very lucky. Um, remember this. You're all winners, champions, and not only that, you're overcomers. Anybody else saying anything else to you, get away from them. Go start living your life 
Go start living the life you truly want. Become an entrepreneur like Steve and myself and so many other people on M&M. It's that important. Take a chance on yourself. When they say to you, be careful, like I say, take a risk. And they look at you like you got 15 heads. Start thinking like that. You will become successful. Steve, awesome show, brother. Um, I appreciate you coming on, and I wish you and your family a Merry Christmas. Thank you so much, brother. Merry Christmas to all of you listeners, as well as Happy Hanukkah, yep. uh, Kwanzaa, whatever other celebration. Enjoy the family. Hell Thank yeah. You. It's all about family. So, for Steve Cotter, this is Eric Fiorello. Like I said, this show will be up tomorrow. Um, go out and check out the last few shows I did with Kara Shaw and Donnie G. Fardino. It's all a theme that's threading through, even this show, too. So fathers and sons, and I know we didn't talk a lot about mothers and daughters, but look, I know just from my own standpoint, I'm a very lucky, blessed guy, and I say this all the time, I'd like to have Frank Klein, my dad, and John Ridge left and right of me because you would all enjoy them. They were men that they knew how to behave. That's what I'm saying. They could be rugged, mouthy, but they could also be very kind, gentle, and just men of honor. Think about that when you listen to this show. It's that, that important. We need leaders, like my pop says. So, for Steve Cotter, like I said, this is Eric Fiorello. We will talk to you soon, and have a great rest of the weekend. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.